You're not you when basically you you're when you're on the road. Yeah. You're not just responsible for yourself. This you're is very you're true. responsible for the other motorists as well. Yes. So just be aware that it's it's a privilege. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Hey folks, this is Kako Tirona. And this is Gina Rafino. You are listening to Talk of the Town. Once again, Gino and I would like to say that we are not saying that the people who are listening to us right now are immediately at, at fault or those that are, they are guilty. What we're trying to say is that these things are what we see on the road and we would like to educate everybody out there and hopefully those people can educate others out there so it can be prevented. Okay. Yeah, right. right? So, Although I guarantee some people listening are, are I mean, we are, some of us are, like, yes. we, we have done some of these things. I haven't. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, like like I mentioned earlier, yes, we have been guilty at a time or two way in the past yes. of yes. these things, but we have learned uh, reasons why not to do them because there are better ways of getting from point A to point B in a safe manner without mm-hmm. impeding anyone at the same time. So again, today we're talking about pet peeves and one pet peeves on the road rather and one of the biggest pet peeves that I personally have when either uh, I'm on a uh, a smaller highway as I'll, as I'll call it what Ed's is a smaller highway or <laughs> a large because of the speed or a larger highway like the NLEX or the SETEX or whatever XXXXX right there you triple have XXX like triple X that's triple X um, basically when it rains and it people, pours oh sorry people turn on <laughs> their hazard lights their blinkers yeah and that is, oh my goodness, that gets me boiling. Allow me to explain why. See, I do understand that in the rain, especially during a heavy downpour, it's very hard to see the, the, the car in front of you, the cars behind you. So on a heavy downpour, instead of turning on your blinkers, turn your lights on so that your rear lamps are on and your front headlights are on. Front headlights, your headlights are on so that people can see you in their mirrors and they can see exactly the distance, uh, their distance from you if they are behind you. At the same time, Without turning on your blinkers or, or your hazard lights, it still allows you the use of your signal lights to indicate whether you're going to make a right or a left, if you're going to transfer lanes or whatnot. You are still visible to them. If in the rain you feel as if that you cannot be seen or it's dangerous, slow down. Mm. Do not maintain your 100 kilometers per hour because you want to be faster than anybody else and feel like you're a jet ski on the road. No. If the rain is making the road slippery, slow down, my friend. Slow down. Yeah. These are this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, true. This is one of my biggest pet peeves out there. You know, I I actually encountered this uh, the other day. Yeah. I was on NLEX mm-hmm. on a bike mm. and it was raining. Mm-mm. My helmet was tinted. Mm-hmm. And there were several cars in front of me that had their blinkers on. Yikes. And their hazards on, sorry. Their their hazards on. So I couldn't tell if they were going to go to the right, go to the left. Yes. But I had to really watch the distance I was Mm -hmm. from them. But what happened was that there were cars behind me as well. That's true. So as I slowed down, the cars behind me started to get closer and closer and closer. And of course, I'm on a bike. 
even though I had um, rain gear on with high vis with the reflectors and all that kind of stuff, it still d- does feel a little sketch. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and the cars in front of me with the with their hazards turned on in the rain, it wasn't even that strong. Like I, I could still see, you know what I mean? Yeah, but just because their, their hazards were turned on, it really let's just say, made me feel a little bit more uneasy than I should have been. True, because it's like, it's like a crapshoot. You have yeah. no idea in what particular direction they're going to go because they can't indicate whether they had the best intentions to do so or not. They can't because those their hazards are on, which uh, doesn't allow them to use their indicators properly. Yeah. So if it was Gino right there that he points out, if he were beside a car or in the, in the, in this, in the same proximity of, of let's say, let's say 10 feet or 20 feet while driving, even if it was like 30 or 40 kilometers per hour, if somebody decides to veer to the right and you're there, bam, mm. an accident can happen right there. And bye bye, Gino, I'd be hosting the show all by myself. Well, maybe not, man. <laughs> I'd be stuck with Earl. Forget <laughs> that, man. But, do, do or die. You or yeah. me. But it, it is, it is a situation that, I understand why people do it, right? I mean, I remember the first time I was in a heavy downpour on on S. I remember specifically, I was in SLEX one of the early days of my driving experience. I was in my little hatchback Honda Civic mm-hmm. and I felt like I couldn't be seen. Yeah. So I instinctively turned on the hazard lights because in my head, it's a hazardous situation. True. Yes. Right? Yes. So I understand the misconception of using the lights. Yeah. But hopefully, if you're listening to this and you do it, you understand why you should not. Yes, that's true. Right? That's so very true. That's pangalan palang eh, hazard lights. Yes, it's a hazardous situation with the rain. If you are, you're, if you're not a hazard, don't use it. Yeah, so don't 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 use it na lang. Don't. Again, Gino and I are not saying that those that are listening are immediately guilty of this, but uh, you know we're hoping that you're not. But if you do know someone that is uh, uh, guilty of these things, do inform them and don't just tell them that it's the wrong thing. Inform them why yeah. it is the wrong, uh, such as the examples that Gino and I mentioned. Now, I know we were going to move on. Uh, we're, we're, we will move on very quickly, but uh, since we're on the highway, allow me also to say one of the other things that uh, mm. the, the peeves that I have on the highway for motorcycles, and I don't know if you're guilty of this, sure. but when it's raining, as you mentioned, there are some motorcycles, be it on the highway or even... I know you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, smaller roads or the, the, the slower highway, as I like to call EDSA, that stop <laughs> underneath... <laughs> flyovers or bridges or tollways, whatever that may be to, to hide from the rain. I mm. get it. You don't want to get wet, but you are creating so much traffic. One motorcycle may not, mm. but then another motorcycle comes into play. Then another motorcycle comes into play. Before you know it, there's a carnival of motorcycles <laughs> that take up more than just a lane. Could be a lane and a half to hide from the rain. Now, I do ride motorcycles and I know that if, I, I take the chance that if I'm going to ride, if it rains, I get wet yeah. and there's nothing that I can do about it. But I don't want to cause traffic. I don't sure. want to be the one that backs up EDSA, that it takes people 17 hours to get from point A to point B kind of a thing. Yeah. And I, I was kind of hoping that um, those people that might employ or uh, they themselves that, uh, that travel on motorcycles do realize the consequences of Stopping underneath these bridges, whether it is to put your uh, rain gear on, rain gear on, yeah. or whatnot, the amount of traffic that you can create. Yeah, I, I think what what people need to realize, the riders out there who do this, is that 
sure if you really really need to pull over to the side put your rain gear on if if you're underneath the underneath the the bridge mm-hmm. but if there's already people if there's other riders there and you can see clearly see that it's you're you're already kind of spilling over to yeah. the to the street kind yeah. of spilling over to the highway uh, whether it's EDSA or hopefully not NLEX and SLEX because I've seen it happen there. Dangerous. Um, you have to realize that you are going to be a hazard. Mm-hmm. So either don't stop and keep on going maybe till the next one or maybe till, or exit, get get out of there or go, yeah. to, go to a gas station and do what you need to do there. Uh, I honestly have done that. So I've, I've been on the road, mm-hmm. on a bike, started pouring and I wanted to stop underneath the bridge to, to put rain gear on but i saw that there was already like four other bikes there doing the same thing okay so i proceeded to the next one and then in the next one i saw another another group doing the same thing so kept going you kept going so i kept going until there was an, there was one that was relatively free that i knew for sure that i was not gonna be you know part of the problem and cause some you know problematic situation on the on the road. True. At, at, apart from apart from your safety, because it's raining yeah. and you don't want to slip and whatnot. And that's 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 what that was my primary concern. My safety. Your safety I, I didn't yeah. want to be on the on closer to the road than I needed to be. Like yeah. with four other riders there, five other riders, maybe sometimes even more. Um, you will be closer to where the cars are passing. True. And if the cars don't see you, you could be in trouble. Very big trouble. Yeah. You could be in a box later on. Yeah. So just. Just you know, the the the, it's something that I think almost every single rider there has done. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a way to do it so that out of for your safety and for the safety of or of the other motorists as well. That is true. That's silly me. I was only concerned about the traffic. You obviously brought light to it by saying it's the safety of the riders. So yeah. that goes to show that Gino is actually a nicer person than I am. On occasion, <laughs> on occasion, I like to say. Moving on, Gina, there, yeah, is there is one that you mentioned that yeah, is my, your biggest pet my peeve. My biggest pet peeve of maybe I, I see every time I see it, I really it really boils. Mm-hmm. Like I my I feel like flames, flames, flames come out, flames. Out of, yeah. you, you know that 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 um what that cartoon with all the different feelings? Like sadness. Uh yeah. What was what that called? The cartoon called? Inside, Inside out. out, yeah. 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 And then that red guy when his yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire comes out of the top of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anger, I think, was his name. Duh. Yes, and that's how I feel every time I see it. Is when you're in a traffic light. Mm-hmm. It's green, but there's cars in front of you in the intersection, and they're not moving. Yet you still proceed because it's green. You're yeah. supposed to go. Yeah. Hey, listen. You're supposed to leave the intersections open. Calm down. We're calming down. We're, we're toning it down. <laughs> I, I like it really. Bo- I, I, wow. I really get so <laughs> irritated. Folks, you should see this. Right Just now. normally because he's brown. Now, right now he's red. It's green. It doesn't mean you should go if there's cars in front of you already blocking the intersection. That's true. That's very You're true. You're only causing. Even more traffic. Even more traffic. Not just for you. You're pissing off the other people beside you. You're pissing off the cars that are supposed to be going to, about to go green for them. That's probably perpendicular to where you're going. Yes. And then you're just going to cause a bottleneck. Mm Hmm. I see. This is where education comes into play, because when I got when I was younger in my teenage years, Mm -hmm. when I got my license, 
from the LTO. Uh oh, here we go. When I took the test, preach, brother, preach. The answers of the test was next to me. Yes. What? Yes. So I could say you, anybody. You're lying. I am that. not lying. Anybody who got their license back then, I understand. I understand that they're they're doing something about it now, and I do appreciate it. But back then, there was no education for this. The only thing they taught was green, go, red, stop. <laughs> What did yellow mean? Go with a hell of a lot faster. Faster. <laughs> but, it, but it really caused a lot of situations where the, the, the leaving the intersection open is just one example of that. Because imagine if somebody needed to go to the hospital yeah. and there's an ambulance coming, yeah, and they can't get through because idiots have blocked the intersection. Uh, uh, just uninformed people. He didn't mean idiots, but yes, continue. <laughs> I did mean idiots, <laughs> uneducated people who don't deserve their license, who or they should their license should be revoked. Did I say that this was going to be a controversial topic today? I should have if I haven't. But yes, good, Gino, go ahead, continue. So that really, I. It's. I don't know if it's greed, or if somebody just needs to use the bathroom really badly. But it's impossible. Eh? It's mm. really. I really think it's just they just not are not informed. They just they just don't understand that they sh- they should leave the intersection open. Which is why Gino and I are here today. We are not saying that again. You you are not guilty. Uh, we are not saying you are guilty. Rather, but if you do see this behavior on the road. Inform them as to why it would be a bad idea to cross the intersection if there are already cars in front of you that are in the middle of the intersection, or you yourself could be the person that first blocks that intersection. The last thing you want to do is block an intersection because you want to make sure that well, emergency services are able to move in and out freely, and you don't want to impede, like Gina said, the other side of the traffic that has to go through, who can go through and. Another thing with same situation. Yeah. If I'm like in a car, and I am, the light is green, but I can see that there's no, there's no space. Mm-hmm. The intersection is full already. Yeah. And I don't go. I'm still on the line. Yeah. The cars behind me beep 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 beep. Yeah. I'm like punyeta kayo. <laughs> I, the road rage, like I stopped getting road rage for for a while. Um, but when that happens, it's it sort of comes back, and it's specifically for that situation. It's a remembrance, yeah. And there have been several instances when I wanted to get down from my car. Mm, worst thing that you can do. Yeah, well, absolute worst thing you can do. Yeah. And in in my car, I I keep a <laughs> two arnis sticks beside me. <laughs> So it's like Shaquille O'Neal chopsticks. If you're not yeah. familiar with they with what they are, so it's it was and kapagong pa yana. So matibay, matibay. So it's I know that's the word. That's really the dumbest thing you can do. But yeah, I need to stop myself from really doing something stupid because like I don't understand why they they're beeping their horns, telling me to go because the light is green, mm-hmm. but there's cars blocking the intersection already, and I refuse to be part of the problem. Very good, because this should also uh, fall in the line that you should not let other people on the road dictate yes. how you should operate your vehicle, whether it's to be to speed up or to block an intersection and whatnot. So long as you know that you're in the right, uh, act accordingly and act within the law. If you know what you're doing is proper, then you shouldn't let any other behavior on the road dictate on how you are going to drive. But here's a situation that I that I pose at you. Let's say that you're. At the traffic light, yeah, it's green. Yeah, 
uh, telling you to go, mm-hmm. but the cars, there's cars in front, mm-hmm. right? So the intersection is being blocked, mm-hmm. but there's a traffic enforcer that's telling you to go also. That is a very, very difficult What do you do? thing to answer. Um, far be it for me to argue with a traffic enforcer, but I would like to be able to inform the traffic enforcer that if I'm going to go on ahead, I'm going to be blocking the intersection. So the reason why I pose this question is because those traffic enforcers are communicating with each other. Yes. So maybe... They know that it's moving in front. They know something they, that we don't know. They, they know that there's, they have information that we don't know. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. I'd like to think that. Well, <laughs> But maybe yeah. sometimes that's not always correct. True. But that also, that, also go, that also poses another question though. Yeah. If there's a traffic enforcer, who do you follow? The enforcer or the traffic light? I would assume that in this situation, uh, hopefully it would be the enforcer. Because the enfor- that's why the enforcer is out there in the middle of the road. Which actually brings me to another my next topic. But I believe for that particular question, I would agree to listen to the traffic enforcer because with hopes, in the hopes that they actually yeah. are communicating, as you, as you mentioned, with somebody else in another intersection down the road. Mm-hmm. And they know exactly if it's uh, go ahead and go let north through or let south or let east through. I hope that they yeah. are communicating so that it, it would uh, better the traffic. But they should turn off the traffic lights if that, in that situation. And that brings me to my next pet peeve. Gino, I'm sure you've seen this a million and one times where the enforcer is in the middle of the road. Unfortunately, they are perpetually in harm's way. Whether the cars are crossing the intersection at 10, 15 kilometers per hour, or even at 40 kilometers per hour, or a snail space of two kilometers per hour because it's, it's, it's ridiculously traffic. But what I don't like seeing Mm-hmm. is enforcers endangering themselves by being in the middle of yeah, the intersection. Sure. Yeah. We have sent men to the moon. <laughs> We have now phones and computers that fit in our pockets. Yeah. There is a gorilla that can sign language. What I'm trying to get at is, I don't know why I said those things, but what I'm trying to get at is, wouldn't it be plausible To control traffic lights, if it's super, super traffic, right? To control the traffic lights from the traffic box itself instead of having the enforcer in the middle of the road sure. directing traffic. The enforcers could still be at the intersection, but with hopes that they can control the lights. If everybody needs to be red, then everybody needs to be red just to allow the intersection to, to so I'll say to breathe kind of a thing, mm. to let one way breathe and, and whatnot. But I don't believe that they need to be endangering their lives by putting themselves in the middle of the intersection. So you, you don't like the dancing Santa Claus? Uh, you know, he's cool. <laughs> he, got, he got moves like Michael Jackson. But my point is, is that he's still endangering yeah, himself. And I would, you know, I mean, we've, we, we have so much uh, technology out there. And I'm sure it just maybe it needs a little bit of, you know... Uh, influence or somebody in the government to help uh, fix these things perhaps allow them I don't know it could be like a switch that has a green light and a red light yeah, and but a- you're also assuming that the drivers the motorists will follow well that's where the enforcers still do come into play they may not be in the middle of the intersection anymore but yeah. they still will be around the intersection that they can catch drivers and say yep buddy 
the light was red or the light was green. We told you to go. You were on the wrong lane and whatnot. It helps them enforce those rules. But the last thing that they should do is be susceptible to a side-swiping mirror yeah. or a motorcycle going out of control that might hit them. Yeah. You know? And we've seen that, right? We've seen, yeah. we've seen Too unfortunately, uh, enforcers get hit by, by motorists. Yes. Uh, hopefully, it was, that's not intentional, but it, no. it's... it's It, you're right. I mean, you'd think that by 2020, 2021, soon, mm-hmm. that we f- would find a better way than something that was being used, what, in the 50s? True. Maybe not the 50s, no mind, but somewhere, somewhere back in the day, right? I mean, yeah. that's... I, I don't know. I, guess I, I, I wish I had uh, uh, an, an answer to that, but I'm pondering as much as you are why we still use this method. Well, with hopes that someone is listening to us that maybe can, that can raise our concerns and maybe something can be done so that we can take these enforcers out of danger, out of the danger zone of the center of the intersection. Keeping it still in the intersections, uh, this may not be as much as a pet peeve uh, anymore because it has improved. But I do believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, that um, ambulances now, oh, yeah. when they need to ply the road. I've seen, yeah. Uh, we have learned, in fact, to move out of the way yes. to allow the ambulance through. So for those that do, uh, for those that unfortunately don't, but for those that do, I'd like to extend my congratulations, a little bit of good news there, that uh, we have learned that when we hear silence and we hear lights, we move out of the way. Now, in the past, yes. Hear lights? Hear lights. See lights. No. Hear horns and see lights. Yeah, you said hear lights. That's what I said. See horns and hear lights. That's what I said. What's the problem? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. May I continue? <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying, um, when we see the horns and hear the lights, we get out of the way so that... Um, In the rather what I was going to in the past nobody believed yeah, ambulances no, yeah. because everybody thought and, and and I've heard stories that inside the ambulance would basically be a lechon on sure, its way sure, sure. because it's late for lunch yeah. I don't know where it's going it's dead but apparently yeah. it's late for its debut yeah I know I've 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 seen this more and more and people slow down when they hear the siren yes and see the lights yeah when they see the hot siren and hear the lights I don't know what the problem is here man so I've, I've seen people slow down and you can see them like look where, it, where, where it's coming from yeah and then they pull try to get out of the way as much as possible so we've definitely as a society has, has have learned that through the years because as far as recently as 2005 2006 Somewhere in the mid 2000s. Yeah. That wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. People did not care. Yeah. And they just stayed in their lane, didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Again, education, didn't know what to do and just kept on going and just kept on blocking the road. And while, meanwhile, there's an, there's an ambulance trying to get through or a fire truck that's trying to get through and they just didn't know what to do. Yeah. So... Can you inform them of what they should do? Are they supposed to pull over to the left, pull over to the right? The it inform them in such a manner just get out of the way basically sure. in 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 the safest possible manner. Um, we're not saying dart to the right immediately, dart to the left immediately or stop in the middle of the road. If you can move to the side of the road, uh, it, which also goes uh, hand in hand with when you're stuck in traffic, don't necessarily be bumper to bumper with anyone. Don't leave two inches of space. Leave enough space so that you still can maneuver your cars. If something does imp- if something like an ambulance 
does need to get through. Not necessarily just an ambulance. The other day, Jack and I were on the road and there was this car. I can't remember the make and model, but they were uh, honking their horns and with their li- and flashing their lights as as uh, as much as they could. And immediately we noticed that there must be something there's something wrong with the passenger. It wasn't just anybody that said, "Oi, my traffic," and everybody get out of my way. No, it wasn't that. And everybody was nice enough to you know to slowly but surely clear the way. What hasn't changed since what you mentioned, two thousand and five, are ambulance chasers. Yeah, that unfortunately still happens. And normally, when you see an ambulance go by, there is a wave of motorcycles. Sometimes it's cars. Sometimes it's cars. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. We'd like, if anybody out there is guilty of this, please stop. And if you are not guilty, but you know of someone, please, please do stop. inform them. Yeah, please ask them to, to stop. stop. Because it is very dangerous. It's very annoying and very dangerous as well. Because it, something else can happen to that. You know what I mean? Like you're you're following an emergency vehicle, be it yeah. a fire truck, ambulance, whatever. Mm-hmm. And let's say something happens and you hit that car. Yep. Oh man, you just may have ended a couple of lives yeah. by not allowing that service vehicle or that emergency vehicle do its job. Yeah, right. So just, just there's a reason why that, that that emergency vehicle needs to get through, and you're not part of that reason. Yeah, but how about the? So I, we understand emergency vehicles need to get through. Yeah, ambulance, fire truck. Police, yes, but how about the private vehicles with their wang wangs, sons of bitches? <laughs> Are they considered emergency vehicles? Yeah, they can. They, I, I got an emergency in my pants. That's uh, that, that, that's worse than that. Look, they uh, okay. This is a very. I should say it's a very sensitive topic, mm, right? Yes. Emergency vehicles need these, as Filipinos will will recall them to be as wang wangs. Yeah. Whereas, I don't think uh, someone who is late to speak at a binibining Pilipinas <laughs> event uh, deserves a wang wang to get through. Right. I mean, I just. Don't see that happening. Properly. How about how about like let's say a mistress of a important person and they need to get somewhere, bro? This is a family show. Uh, oh, bro. I'm sorry. This a, so that never happens. No, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying uh, don't mention it because people might piss people off. Oh, I'm. I don't care. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I don't care. Deadly. I, it's. I, of course, you hear those those stories. Yes, you do. Unfortunately, right. you, you hear those stories now. Oh, yeah. you know, see whatever her name is needs to get to whoever his name is, <laughs> and they must meet in some hotel. And he's and she's late. So yeah. Oh my god. Uh, pinasundo. Oh wow. With the wang wang. Oh no, he didn't. Oh. But yes, um, it ha- that has been a topic for quite a while. They've yeah. already come out with several rules and regulations yeah. about it about which particular vehicles do deserve. Uh, lights and sirens. Which particular vehicles um, do require escorts? At the same time, that escorts. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I say escort, and this guy remembers 1990. God knows what. <laughs> Look at this guy. Escort. Somebody th- th- educate this dude. I'm sorry, Or, I, I'm tainted. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so really, what does escorts mean? Not escort. 
Not East. Oh, that's yet. Oh, oh man. Yeah. But let's let's not go there just yet. But so th- this whole Wang Wang situation, it's so annoying because yeah. I understand if if there's if it's the president. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Whether wh- whichever time, right? It could be this current president, the president before him, mm-hmm. the president before that one. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I get that. Yeah. And sure. The, the, whoever the president is needs to get to the location probably as fast as he or she could. And there's also a safety issue behind it too. Yeah, they right. need to get. They need. Yeah, that's why they need to get off the road as fast as possible. Yeah, where they're most susceptible. Yeah, yeah. And f- that to me is fine. That that I I completely understand that vice president whatever that those those people need to get through and get out of the road as fast as possible. Yes, they earned it, it. Yeah, and but those other ones that don't. Those are the ones that they're like. You don't need that. You don't. You're just causing more problems than you're. And it's your basic. What they're saying is, I'm more important than you, which makes us very uh, VUPs, mm. very unimportant yeah. people. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's that's. I think that's the that's the annoying part about it. It's like, why are you more important? I understand that the, the, the again the president, the vice president. Maybe when the APAC is 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 in in the country, and yeah. you know, do you have the other heads of state that needs to get out of the uh, uh, get off the road as fast as possible? Yeah, those are understandable, but it's the other ones that don't need those wang wangs that use it and abuse it. What do you have to say about, let's say, the athletes? What about the athletes that uh, were here recently? Is it a couple of years back? A year back? Two years like back? The SEA Games athletes? Yeah, the SEA Games athletes. Do like, they need... Um, I, I could to understand a certain... To a certain extent, they could use police escorts because... And I'm not just saying this as a sportscaster. Because there's a certain schedule that they need to find to follow. If a game, if a game is going to start at, let's say, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Yeah. And they need to get to the venue as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh it's either it's really the local um the local body that's supposed to understand the traffic situation that's so, supposed to the local the local organizers should figure out a way that they don't need the escorts so that they can get to the venue in time by leaving earlier by leaving earlier but of course you don't under the, the, these athletes they're not from here so they don't understand the traffic situation. Oh no no no! Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not asking if the athlete itself needs it, but the governing body that, that they need. Is, they need to understand that okay, the traffic situation is is bad, so they need to get through to the venue as fast as possible. And sometimes the 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 local governing bodies, instead of taking that into consideration, their solution is the wang wang is to use the police escorts. Yeah, but wherever you go in the world. In a major sporting event, be it the Olympics, the FIFA World Cup, the FIBA World Cup, you see that. Really? You see the police escorts with, with some of the athletes. I see. Like when, and it's because, let's say, this is a bad example because of which, what team they are. The NBA, the NBA, with the first time NBA players were allowed to play in the Olympics, 1992 Barcelona Olympics. Yeah. The dream team, mm-hmm. with the likes of Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Yeah. Wherever they went, they had police escorts because of their celebrity status. Partly not because, because of that, but partly because of that, but also because they get, they needed to get to the venues in time, and their their buses were always crowded with people, and they needed to get through. Okay, that that I get. Like when Real Madrid 
place they have police escorts because it's it's just the amount of fans that there are on the road See, that gets me it, it, it it's it's boggling how real madrid can still afford police escorts didn't they spend all their money on the damn football team real madrid is pr- perhaps the richest ball club in the world yeah they have they, they can pay they can for pay, the debt they can of, pay for, yeah. of spain They're, the real madrid is richer than the philippines <laughs> many times over <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Just a while ago, Gino mentioned something else, another one of our pet peeves, which are e-scooters. Mm. And, um, you know, I don't mind e-scooters I, I actually really like e-scooters. I like them. I but really do. They need I, wa- to be, I want one. But those that use them need to learn where they yes. should be operated. Yes, and, yes, yes. and they should also know exactly how fast they're going in the sense that they should know if they're causing traffic or not. They, uh, I've seen, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not pinpointing the blame on those that are traveling now on a lot of e scooters, which have been bought because of the pandemic and whatnot, and yeah. and it allows for transportation uh, much much easier. No, I'm talking about um, there are particular e scooters that, let's say, for example, trikes that are in the middle of the road, mm. traveling at 15 kilometers per hour, <laughs> where everybody else is doing at least 35 to 40, and they're, they're, they don't yeah. even move to the side of the road. Yeah. These guys are very, very dangerous because these scooters are, as of the moment, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, are not regulated yeah. as of yet, and you don't need a license to operate it on Philippine roads, yeah. which is actually very, very scary, which means that any Tom, Dick, and Harry out there can actually get one Uh, be it China-made or be it Jap- Japanese-made, uh, depending on the price, and then you can be on the road with an e-cooter, and that's that. So I think those are very dangerous, and those that do uh, use the e-scooters properly, if I, I I would ask that if if you do come across anyone that doesn't know that they're doing something wrong, it would be nice for you to inform them. Don't enforce, like as Gino and I have been saying at the beginning of this program, it's not your job to enforce the law, but it would be beneficiary to both parties, to all parties involved that share the road, if you were to inform that particular person of what they're doing can be considered dangerous and how they can yeah. change their mindset. I, I See, I don't mind e-scooters so much on certain roads. Yeah, When especially s- private roads. Yeah, private roads, absolutely fine. If you're riding around the village, 100% do yeah, it. No, sure. Not a problem. Just do it safely, right? Don't yeah. don't don't go wal-wal on the, on the e-scooter. <laughs> <laughs> But when you see it on a national highway like EDSA, Oof. It's, a, it, it's a problem. It is. Like, I understand you need to get to work. And there was a time that there was no public transportation because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But you're putting yourself at major risk. And remember, there's rules in the Philippines that if a car hits you, even though it's your fault, you cause the, the, the situation to happen on an e-scooter, yeah. the, car, the driver of the car is the one that's going to get blamed. Which is why there are so many people, the car drivers rather, that get so irritated yeah. because they know that any small accident With 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 a with an e scooter or even a motorcycle, yeah. it's all of a sudden their fault. They're yeah. at fault because they're bigger. Yeah, and that's it's it, that's something that something needs to be changed. That definitely does. Maybe we should add that to our pet peeve. <laughs> and and I'm, that's coming from a rider. That, yeah, right? that's true. So it's it's I understand the 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 plight of driving. Mean, I drive cars too, right? So I understand that. Um, but if you're gonna take an e scooter out, you need to get to work. 
there are I've seen it on Edsa. Like people I think they've kind of learned now a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they've gotten there's a stretch there on the the Mandaluyong Bridge. Yeah. Um from Guadalupe. Yes. They've instead of taking Edsa, they actually take the the walkway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes of course there's a lot of people so they can't really ride it. Yeah. But you see them like just, you know, like walking with it so that they it's a it's at a slower pace. So that they're just getting through to the next place where they can get on the thing and ride it again. Correct. And I think that's 100% fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ones that are that get on the road and ride it around as if they're a motorcycle or a car that is, might cause a bad situation for him, her, or other motorists on the road. Well, there are there is also the argument that when you use these e-cooters on the let's say sidewalks and he and said cooters. No, go ahead. E, what did I say? Did I say e-cooter? <laughs> E-coli? Yeah. There is there is the one thing though that if you were to use these electronic scooters, there you go. Yeah. Uh, on sidewalks, sidewalks are meant for pedestrians sure. themselves. That, that's why they're walking with it. Walking. Okay. They're I thought not you meant, riding. They're, they're not, not riding. riding. They're okay. walk like they're off the scooter and they're holding it and they're walking, walking it. Okay. Um, to I guess wherever they can ride it again. True. This goes for the same for people with bicycles too. Okay. Don't ride your bicycles on the sidewalk. Please walk your bicycles. See, remember when. The, I think it was the MMDA that did that thing with the EDSA with the bikes. Yes. They yeah. turned the sidewalks. Not not recently when they put the bike lane, but they put stretches of, of EDSA and they made it the sidewalks into riding bicycles. I don't know if you remember that. How far they, back was this? They, not that long ago, maybe a year ago. Maybe maximum two years ago since 2020 doesn't count. <laughs> 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 but they actually did that. Okay. Um, it didn't work. No, I I seriously doubt. And but partly at least they because tried. yeah, partly yeah, partly because the sidewalks just weren't big enough. The thing about e-scooters too is that they're not traveling at a speed that everybody else is used to. That's 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 using the road. Uh, there is a speed maximum. Yes, there's also a speed minimum on the road that you should be traveling at for safety. And I'm not just talking about e-scooters too, which this brings me to another pet peeve that we have, mm. which are Sunday drivers that are sniffing Valium at the same time <laughs> on the road, whether they're busy with 20 billion things or not, which they shouldn't be. But there are drivers out there that unfortunately think that they're safer by traveling 15% slower. Are they on their phones or no? No, not even on their phones, but they're traveling 15% slower than everybody else. Maybe it's because they feel as if they're saving fuel or tires or or saving on emissions or whatnot. But what I'm trying to get at is that there are drivers out there that do drive way slower than the speed minimum that is required on the roads. And they are actually hazards on the road. See, imagine if... If you are uh, following a car that is traveling at the proper speed and you decide to merge to the next lane to, 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 to either go in a different direction or to accelerate, and there was a car that just was all of a sudden appears in front of you traveling half your speed, you'd end up having to slam onto your brakes or to swerve to avoid, hopefully you wouldn't, but you might swerve to avoid and that could cause accidents. So uh, again, as Gino and I have been putting very often in this show that you may not be guilty of these things, that it is a quite a, a large possibility that you might know someone that is. And if you are, 
then we would like it on our behalf, if you would, if we'd like to say, inform them about how dangerous it is to be traveling so far or so slow or so distant from the required speed minimum because it is hazardous to almost everybody on the road. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a situation. Again, we've all witnessed that. We've all been in that uh, position or like, why is this guy going so slow? Yeah. And you're causing, uh, you know, what, what could be a sticky situation mm-hmm. and you can, it should be avoided as much as possible. But I, I think that sometimes <laughs> those guys clearly, you know, they, they, they're in no rush uh, to get to wherever they're going. But it doesn't mean that you, you could, you're not, you, when, basically, you, you're, when you're on the road, you're not just responsible for yourself. This you're, is very You're true. responsible for the other motorists as well. Yes. So just be aware that it's it's a privilege. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. A privilege. It's not a right. Yeah. Driving is privilege. not a right. Riding is not a right. It is a privilege. And that privilege comes with rules and regulations that you should follow to ensure that everybody is safe. Yeah. That's true. I agree. All right, something else that really, really bothers me. I, I don't know. I think I have this thing when I'm in an intersection that I really get annoyed. Oh, Lord, here we go. We're back to the intersections again, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Something that you just can't let it go, bro. I can't let it go, dude. It's just, I guess I'm, I'm in an intersection quite often that, it re- that I see all these things and it just, my, my blood just boils when I see it. It's when people, whether you're a rider or a driver of a car. Yeah. And they'll turn from the outer lane. Ooh, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I know so, what you mean. Because let's say they're stuck behind several cars. They're about to make a right or a left. And then they see there's a little bit of an opening on the outer lane. They'll go there and then go as far forward as they can. And then make a right or a left from the outer lane. Yeah. That is something that really pisses me off. Because you can cause an accident easily with that. Very easily. And it's because with the cars that are on the inner lane, if they're going to go straight, which sometimes they do, and it's let's say they're, it's not a lane that right or inner lane must turn right or inner lane must turn left. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not one of those. So you you can go straight, and if you're in the inner lane, but there's idiots that are coming from the outer lane and turning in. Yeah, that causes a lot of the uh, accidents. Accidents, traffic. Yeah, yeah. And, and most of the time, those accidents are nothing serious. Yeah, right, because you're at low speeds. You're in a traffic light. You're about to go. Yeah, yeah. But it's just. A hindrance. It's just something that should have been avoided. Yeah. But you just have an idiot who feel like they're privileged. <laughs> There's a word again, but it's a different kind of privilege. Yeah. They feel like they're privileged that they can, that their time is more important than yours. Yep. So they're going to go to the outer lane and swerve and cause an accident by turning from the outer lane. I, that really pisses me off. It's, it seems as if that when they do that, it's as if they need to make buelo. So they need to take the outer lane just to be able to turn in. It's it's just so odd. But they're crawling. 
they're not they're not traveling yeah. at light speed yeah. they're crawling but they still feel as if they need to make puello now you know i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because that may be on the outside on the inside if you are going to make that right turn and you are in the proper lane i will add this that sometimes there are motorcyclists sure that cut you still yet on the right side closer to the curb where you can't see where your eyes are not where you're looking to the left as you're turning right just to make sure and then eventually you and look and to the right and you're, you're you're saying about the motorcycles that go straight yeah uh, if not straight but turn as well but when they turn they they cut the corners so tightly that that it occupies so all the space that you were going to use so their anyway. lane filtering i just want to try to see if i i understand where you're getting at yeah so their lane filtering and then they're going to make a right or go straight. Yeah, and then from the right. From the right. So they're the right at most. Yes. Right by the curb. By the curb. Yeah. So even if if, uh, if I'm by the curb in a car and I'm making a right, I'm checking to my left to make sure that the lane is clear. Then I look to my right to see that I can proceed. I check my left again and then I slowly proceed as I look right. But just as I'm looking right again, there's a motorcycle already. There are some motorcycles yeah. that cut in already and, um, and take that lane away, which... And which ends up uh, the person in the car having to slow down or press the brake immediately. Yeah. It backs up the traffic again, all the way back uh, behind you. You know, it's it's a, like a snowball effect, so to speak. And even the, the cars that the, that you mentioned, if they're on the left lane and then they're making a right, really doesn't make sense. I'm sure that they knew they were going to make a right. See, that, that's okay. I I'd like to think so. Yeah, but I think there are, there are times when you rely when you rely on ways when you rely on Google Maps True. when you rely on these apps to True. tell you where to make a right or make a left. True, that sometimes there's a delay. Yeah, and sometimes there's there's a lag. Sometimes there's you're kind of confused as where to make a right and make a left. You understand that the Philippines sometimes there's no street names. Mm. <laughs> True, so, but wouldn't you agree that sometimes it also boils down that some people will force the issue? Yeah, I know, no, no. I, yeah. But that's why I'm saying so. Those people, I kind of want to eliminate from this topic, from this uh, situation. Jeez, I thought you meant eliminate, like put a. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, because it's. It, I understand the people who are not uh, aware or not so familiar. Familiar, with, okay. with certain areas, I, I, I'm I'm guilty of this too, and then I'm like, oh gosh, I have to make a right here. But if you're if you're unaware, if you're not familiar, then you can probably, if in a, in a traffic situation, you can probably try assess the map. Yeah, right. Assess the Google Maps or the ways, whatever you do use, and try and look where. Try to understand. It says them in there, like how many streets. Like it will it'll show you. Like, don't rely on just the audio or just the arrow to say, okay, make a right here or make a left here. Correct. So try to plan ahead as much as possible instead of just relying on it as you go. Correct. Because as we know, sometimes those apps have delays. True. Again, um, as uh, we don't want to sound like we're just completely bitching and moaning. About I'm bitching it. and moaning. Okay, that's Gino. But what we're trying to achieve on this particular program or this particular show, rather, is that we hope that if you do observe these behaviors on the road, inform those that you can of the proper behavior and why. Not necessarily to enforce them, because as lay citizens, that's not our place, but to perhaps educate so that we all grow in knowledge, so to speak, and hopefully we can reduce the amount of dangerous situations out there, the traffic, and basically relieve stress to our already unsurmounting amount of stresses on the road. The last thing that we need to do 
is add to that really. Oh, and one thing that I just, you know, very quickly like to add, this was taught to me by, you know, believe it or not, it was taught to me by JP Tuason, mm. who learned it from his dad. Mm. Arthur. Arthur, yeah. yeah. And uh, in, in a spot of traffic, he basically said, mabuti pa yung ma- ma-delay kaysa sa ma-disgrasya. Sure. You know, and, and you know, it, it rings true in almost any situation. Almost any situation on the road when you're driving. So, you know, be safe, follow the rules. And in, in Gino's very, very tame words, he'd probably say, don't be a dick. <laughs> of course, uh, before my blood pressure, because it seems like I'm the one getting yeah, all riled up here. It does. It really does. <laughs> before it gets to uncontrollable levels, I think we should definitely cut it short right now. Okay. 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 I've noticed that we've covered a lot of topics that's maybe city-based. Yeah. Right? More, more or less from the, you know, the, the e-scooters, the... You know the the tricycles, the intersections. Yeah. Okay. Next favorite. week we'll talk about something completely different. What do you think? Yeah, something maybe more on the highway. Oh like god! When you, when you get out on the road, I know we talked about it a little bit a while ago when I was on Enlex, and I noticed the the people using their hazard lights. But yeah, but let's maybe focus more a little bit about um stuff outside of the city. Okay. That that, that we've outside that we've the noticed. city. Okay. So join us again next week as we talk about our pet peeves, more about stuff outside of the city hmm. rather than what we've covered, mostly covered in today's episode in the city. This has been Torque of the Town, Gina Rafino and Kakoterona, Auto Deal and Moto Deal. Wednesday, 10 a.m. next week. See you then. This has been Torque of the Town, a podcast produced by Auto Deal and Moto Deal. To learn more about our products and services, head on over to autodeal.com.ph and or motodeal.com.ph as well as our social media pages and our YouTube channels. Talk of the Town is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. See you Wednesdays at 10 a.m. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.